And welcome everyone to Dark Feather Gaming. This is our gaming news podcast. This is Thor, and today I'm here with Tommy Crick and Doc. So today we're going to open up with our March PS Plus games. I know it's a little bit early, being that it's still the end of February, but they have announced and confirmed all of the games for PS Plus next month, and it is a big helping. So for PS5 owners, you'll get um, Maquette, and then for PS4 owners, and of course PS5 as well, they're offering up Remnant from the Ashes, Farpoint, and, are you ready for this, the Final Fantasy VII Remake. So, it it is important to note, because as you all probably know by now, they have announced the official uh, version for PS5, as well as the DLC, and it is important to note that even though owners of the PS4 copy will get a free upgrade to PS5, this will not count towards that. So, If you don't have a PS4 copy yet and you're going to be getting it for the first time in this free download, your free PS4 version will not give you a free copy on PS5. Most unfortunate. Yes. Yeah, that kind of sucks. Um, it is kind of not. I almost see it as I don't know, like an extended demo because they're probably ramping up for part two. And you'll notice that there's it's a third PS4 game they're offering up this month. Normally they only offer two, um, so this is kind of in addition to the already what would be PS Plus games of Remnant and Farpoint. So um, it's they might not be completely adding the game per se, but it's kind of just a bonus for the month also. So well, I guess it, you can yeah. view it as like a way to like at least play it for the first time um, if you have a PS4. I mean, I'm not going to say no to a free copy of a game I've been wanting to play for a year. So. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's. I think this is all c- ramping up to an announcement for part two. Um, we also have some updates for Final Fantasy VII Remake and the State of Play recap. Um, not to worry, there won't be any spoilers in uh, these updates. So um, the, the State of Play went well. I definitely recommend going to check it out if you haven't because there is a lot of really great gameplay and new info. But there wasn't a whole lot of new stuff. A lot of There wasn't a lot of new announcements. A lot of it was uh, new information and new video content for upcoming games we already know about. Um, but the big, big gem at the end, at least for me, was the announcement of a lot more stuff coming for Final Fantasy VII Universe and the Final Fantasy VII Remake. So the first thing that they no- um, to note is that they have announced the Final Fantasy uh, Final Fan- they're calling it Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrade. Um, which is the official PS5 version. Um, There's a lot of stuff going on with it. It's going to have a lot of graphic scaling. Um, They're finally fixing some of the bad bloom effects and some of the bad lighting that was going on. Um, A lot of the big complaints graphically are being addressed. They didn't specifically show any of the bad assets, um, but they mentioned that everything's kind of getting scaled up still, and they're putting a focus on 60 frames per second um 
So it's getting a huge, huge update for the PS5 port, if you will, and all owners of the PS4 version will be able to upgrade for free to PS5. Another note on that, they have actually specified that if you own a physical copy of the PS4 version and you get a digital version of the ps5 then you won't get a free copy because it's i guess assumed that you wouldn't be able to insert a physical disc into the digital only one so it's they do make that caveat on there um and then they have also introduced or they announced the first dlc episode um which is going to bring yuffie's story so the way that they seem to have done this is really, really nice. It seems like they're, they're, it's completely independently Yuffie. It's not Yuffie joining the party, so it's not they're not trying to force any kind of interacting with Yuffie much earlier than you should interact with her. It's all just DLC revolved around her story during the time that the Midgar events are happening in the remake. So it's stuff that it's it's story that never canologically existed before in, you know, areas and with characters that weren't being observed. So they have a lot more free range. Um, so it's exciting to see what they're going to do. It looks like they did a really good job with their character. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I think the voice actor is the same as uh, Advent Children. So it, it, it all came together really nice. It was a great trailer for it um and that was really all they announced for the state of play um when they announced the final fantasy 7 information but later in the day we did get more information um about what's going to be going on there was two huge announcements i'm pretty excited for as they announced two new mobile games well one i'm excited for they announced uh, final fantasy 7 the first soldier um this is going to be a battle royale style game that takes place 50 years after uh the events of final fantasy 7 this looks like a really cool game why they made it mobile i don't know um a good question i'm thinking maybe this is kind of a first run and they'll bring a pc version i hope i mean the next no. one we're going to talk about i can understand why it's mobile only but this i have no fucking answers whatsoever yeah i was excited for it until it was mobile yeah what and the fuck everybody's excited it, until they it say it's mobile like the half-life game we're like what <laughs> well that was vr but still what was I it that it was, was worth mobile? It, though. it was yeah. uh, Diablo. That was one mm. that they made mobile, and people are like, "What the it, fuck?" <laughs> I'm just, I'm really hoping that they make a PC version. They might be waiting to see how successful it is, especially because people play shit like Fortnite and Warzone on fucking mobile, and so there's a there's there's an audience there, and they might it might be easier for them to kind of flesh out the interest there. I I don't know. I I'm just making shit. I'm just, I'm just I'm just making educated guesses here. Um, one thing I can understand is the next one they announced, because they announced two mobile games. The other one is Ever Crisis. Um, and the way that they've done this, I, I can definitely understand where they're going. Um, but Ever Crisis is this is this is amazing. This is what a lot of people I think wanted the remake to be. Um, it's essentially a one-for-one -one remake, except with upscaled graphics. It's I mean the graphics I, I guess it's a it would be a kind of a 
matter of opinion. They're they're upscale. They're kind of chibi like, but for if if you were to imagine the fucking pixelated original characters and said, I want those characters, but in like modern 3D graphics, like this is what you would get if you wanted that same kind of hand painted background setting. Um, and then they have nice character um, sketches that come up for dialogue. Um, if you look at the trailer, it actually looks really nice. And I could see how this would run really well on mobile. Um, the really fucking cool thing about this is that it's going to feature the entire compilation of Final Fantasy 7. So they've officially listed Final Fantasy 7, Final Fantasy 7 Advent Children, Before Crisis Final Fantasy 7, Crisis Core Final Fantasy 7, and Dirge of Cerberus Final Fantasy 7. So the entire extended universe is going to be involved in this one-for-one mobile game remake. Um, so that's really fucking cool. I'm personally like overwhelmingly excited because I'm, you know, this Final Fantasy VII has always been my favorite game. This is my favorite universe, and it kills me that I'd never had a PSP or a PS Vita. Um, so I never got to play Crisis Core, and then before Crisis was only available, um, it, it was, it, if I remember correctly, it was only available in Japan, and then it was a mobile only also, but, um, I know I never played before Crisis or Crisis Core, and I hated that I was never able to play Crisis Core, because I just never ended up with a PSP or a Vita or anything, so this will be my first opportunity to be able to play that, um, so this is, I, I'm super stoked on this, I'm definitely gonna get it. And I think we, this is the first much, time I've been excited about a it? mobile game. No. Um, do we don't have a price point yet? No, it'll probably be... I mean, I imagine it'll be a little bit if it's going to be um, uh, as expansive as it's supposed to be. Um, right. I'm pretty sure that I saw somewhere that the other one, the Battle Royale, is supposed to be free. Um... Oh wait, what that can't? No, apparently they're both supposed to be free, free to play experiences oh, wow. with optional well, in-game purchases. Too. So, um, I don't know what the in-game purchases will be, but apparently the core game is supposed to be free. So that's fucking awesome. But um, yeah, if you take a look here, this is the um, I'll repost so you guys can find it quickly in the the Discord. This is the original article. Um, I I know I'm pretty stoked about this one. Like I said, the battle royale I could give or take. Um, but this one I'm pretty stoked on. Um, oh, and yeah. then the only other news in the realm of the Final Fantasy VII Remake, um, is that they have, uh, given us a little bit more and that, uh, apparently part two is only going to have one director. The first part had three different directors, um, and we're only going to have one director for part two. So, um... We'll see how that works. Uh, I don't want to go into too much so there's no spoilers or anything. Um, but I'm interested to see how it's going to work, especially because Nomura is no longer going to be a director. Um, and I think for this in particular, that's going to come as a sigh of relief for a lot of people. But we will see how it turns out. Uh, and then let's move into some Sony and PlayStation general updates because we have a lot going on in the world of Sony and PlayStation. And of course, a lot of this due to state of play. And apparently this has been just kind of a big old information dump for Sony uh, this last week. So um, 
let's see. What do you have for our Sony topics, Doc? I haven't given you too much of an uh room to speak so far. Uh, Sony is going to be uh unlocking the storage expansion for the PS5 this summer. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. Nice. So you'll be able to slap another M2 drive in there and have more space for your games. Nice. What was uh, the storage space before? Uh, 667 gigs. Okay. Well, that's, Unexpandable. That's, good, then. that's really good then. That's not very much space at all. No. And not being able to expand it is bullshit. Yeah. So hopefully yeah, you'll be able to get terabytes of yeah. storage in there with, uh, with the expansion. Mm-hmm. Looks like they're kicking off um, another play at home initiative as well, and they're gonna offer um, not only discounts but some extra free games um, that will be available to permanently put in your library. This is not PlayStation Plus. This is simply, it's like PlayStation Plus where you have a month to go on and get the game, but it's a permanently, it's a permanent game. All you have to do is download it. Now you have it for the month of March, which will be kicking it off. We get Ratchet and Clank for free. That's so, super high. Oh, no. Yeah, so there's one for you, Doc. You can download Ratchet and Clank, and you get it for free forever. You just got to download that shit. So it's part of their Play at Home so initiative. Um, let's they see. And to play that forever. They're also giving um, an extra free trial for three months of Funimation starting on March 25th. No shit. Yep. So, so that's um, something I'd be into. Yeah, it's, it's something they started um, when the, the uh, pandemic started last year, um, and they're just going to keep continuing it for this year. So we'll keep everyone updated on extra games that they add to it. But for now, uh, come the first, make sure you go and download uh, Ratchet & Clank. Hell yeah. And then it looks like they're also um, putting out some more news on the details for the next generation of VR system. So today they announced um, that their next generation VR will be coming soon to PS5, enabling, quote, ultimate entertainment experiences with dramatic leaps in performance and interactivity. So they haven't been super uh, detailed as to what's going to be happening, but they have mentioned there, there will be a new VR controller, which will incorporate key features found in the DualSense controller. Um, so they're essentially adapting... It sounds like they're haptic feedback into um, what's going on with VR, which is neat. There's a lot of cool stuff they can do. What a lot of people think of those triggers, they mostly think of like drawing a bow or pulling a trigger on a gun because that's the examples that were used and that gives you a good idea. An awesome example of what else they can do with that in the state of play, they showed more information on the new Oddworld game. And one feature is that when you're in intense situations, you can fear, feel your heartbeat start to race, and that trigger starts to kind of pulsate with your heart rate. And the faster, you're, the more intense it gets, the faster your heart beats, and the more that trigger starts to pulsate. So um, there, there's a lot of cool stuff they're doing with the new haptic feedback features, um, and it's pretty exciting to see what they're going to do when they cook it into VR. Yeah, that that sounds. That. Yeah, that's like some fucking twenty fifty type shit. Like, in the <laughs> dude, we're living in the future. 
I've been waiting a long time for for VR to get up to what I want it to be. Full dive for, for gaming. That's what I want. We need full dive MMOs. People would people would die. I'm willing to make that sacrifice. Have you guys ever seen the show? I think it's called Kiss Me First or something like that. Negative. It's on it's on Netflix, but it's about this VR game and uh, a lot like Sword Art Online and stuff. They wear this gear that makes them feel everything, but it's like live action. It's pretty dope. I, I want something like that for VR. See, the last thing that I have for Sony is that they are they have officially confirmed that they are reorganizing Japan Studio effective April first. Um, this is effective April 1st, announced April 1st, so I'm assuming it's legitimate. Um, so this ought to be really neat. I'm still hoping that this will lead to a Legend of Dragoon remake. We will just have to see. Yeah, when you said that Final Fantasy was your favorite universe, I was thinking, even some Dragoon? Oh yeah, definitely. I don't know, you love that game. Hmm. So, um, kind of going on from the Sony and PlayStation, we also have some small updates for Final Fantasy 16. Um, there hasn't been a lot of information coming out, and the directors have mentioned that that's because they don't want this any kind of rampant, you know, fan conspiracies to ruin what might be going on with the game. So they're trying to leave it a little bit more secretive, and I can understand that, especially with the. Uh, uh, the current fan base in some of the Final Fantasy groups that I've seen, people seem to just want to complain for the sake of complaining, but that it is what it is, I suppose. But one thing they have mentioned is that Final Fantasy uh, 16 is going to be more uh, action-oriented, and its features are going to be more uh, have a store more story-focused mode. So, um. Uh, how those go hand in hand, I'm interested to see, but I'm guessing they simply mean that it's they're simple, they're leaning more into the action base and away from the turn base, which isn't surprising. Um, and it is good to see that they are keeping things story focused. Is that something you plan on checking out, Doc? Final Fantasy 16 when it comes out? Probably. I'm just really glad they went back to high fantasy. I've uh, I missed the last few. And by last few, I mean most of them. Um, <laughs> You're not missing too much. I enjoyed them, but I'm definitely in the minority, and I can, I understand a lot of the objections for some of them. I don't agree with them, but I'm also not super picky when it comes when it comes to video games. It's one of the few things I get really, really picky about. Um, and some of the complaints I feel are nitpicky on them, but at the same time, um. I, I get it, I guess, you know what I mean? I My biggest complaint when it comes to complaints about the newer Final Fantasy games is that I've never been, like, I've always, I my enjoyment level on Final Fantasy thirteen is about equivalent to Final Fantasy X. Um, I was never a huge Final Fantasy X fan. I thought it was good, it was pretty good, but not awesome, like ever, a lot of other people seem to think, but that's kind of how I felt about thirteen also, and I thought it was interesting uh, because a lot of the people who I noticed just despised Final Fantasy Final Fantasy 13 are people that listed Final Fantasy 10 as one of their favorites, and all of the things they complain about for Final Fantasy 13 are 
also true of Final Fantasy X. So it's it's very inconsistent complaints that I hear. Um, and that kind of bugs me because I'm like, if you're going to complain about a certain feature or style in a game, that's fine. That's your prerogative. It's subjective. It's it's all opinions. It's all subjective. But but fuck, be consistent. You know what I mean? If if you're going to say, well, I hate Final Fantasy 13 because it's too linear. There's not enough exploration of the world map. Well, that exact same thing is why I don't like Final Fantasy 10 as much. Uh, and so you can't. It, it, it's there's actually more freedom of movement in 13 than there is in 10, um, because at least uh, at the end you can run around on the planes and stuff. And in 10, there's really no huge areas like that you can run around in as much. It's 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 more limited. It's the same concept. So it's. You know, I don't even I, remember the world map for 10 there wasn't one there was just zones there was no like world map it just went from zone to zone and that's the same thing in final fantasy 13 and people complain like oh it's just zone to zone it's just one giant hallway yeah but so is fucking 10 and you worship this game so what's the fucking problem haters gonna hate yeah, I don't. It's it, that's that's the thing is I don't care. Like I said, people's independent complaints I could take or leave. It's all subjective. It's it's when people can't remain consistent that I get fucking finicky. So it, to me, it's just it's just simply, um, it, it's all trending. It's all you know. A big chunk of why they love ten is because everyone loved ten, right? It was it was it was a bandwagon thing, and then a lot of people started hating on thirteen, and again, it's a bandwagon thing, but. I think um, I don't know. I I think maybe a huge problem with trying to introduce thirteen to Final Fantasy ten fans might be a lot of what happened with Final Fantasy seven remake fans and the original fans, and that there is no meeting expectations because their expectations are they're they're chasing this nostalgia high that's no different than a drug addict chasing the dragon, right? There, these games are never going to meet your expectations because the the part of your brain you're trying to ping is nostalgia, and you're never gonna fucking get that back. I never but, played it, yeah. so. Anyway, I, mean, I, I played the first. <laughs> uh, I played one on PS One. I think it was seven. It's probably seven. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> it was very good. But yeah, anyways, I'll stop ranting on that. Um, let's move to something a little bit different. Uh, Tomi has something on an erotic Lovecraftian horror game uh, that's coming out on March 11th. Too bad Jaff's not here, because this is definitely Jaff posting. It's right up his alley. But yeah, the game we've all been waiting for. Um, it is called Lust From Beyond, and it is a... <sighs> It's a sequel, actually, to 2018's Lust for Darkness. And you play as a man named Victor Holloway, an antiquarian. He's tormented by a vision, searching for answers. He joins the cult of ecstasy. Ooh, the cultists <laughs> following Victor's visions attempt to enter this demon. I don't know the Wait, name. It, did you say enter the demon? It says attempt to enter Luskia. Is that how you pronounce it? Oh, nope. The land of ecstasy beyond the borders of our reality. It's not a demon. So you're, entering a, per you're entering a place, not a person. Yeah. It sounded like a demon name. Ish. Yeah. I don't, it's anyways. an HP Lovecraft game, so not necessarily. 
Right. Well, this game has been um, scheduled to come out for a while, so it was supposed to come out in September, but it kept being put back. But March 11th will be the day you can experience this um, woman, I'd say, with a baseball bat and devil horns and a tutu and a harness and no shirt. So exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Definitely Jaff posting. I know. I wish he was here. And we have some WoW updates with Shadowlands next big updates, uh, Chains of Domination. Yep. Announced at the uh, during the BlizzCon that they had uh, online this last week. Uh, patch 9.1, Chains of Domination. It's going to be very big, it looks like. Got new raid, new mega dungeon, and new city, uh, new places to explore in the Maw. No one likes the Maw. No mm-hmm. one likes the law. It's the worst. Nope. They you can't mount, so you have to walk everywhere. Yeah. It's the worst. <laughs> uh, you know, probably gonna push the story pretty far. Uh, I'm a little bit behind in that myself, so I need to get caught up. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, patch nine point. So plan for that. Nice. Yep. And they have smaller patches before, so just look for the nine point one update. They're gonna have the nine point oh point whatever before then, but you know how it goes. Yeah. And it's not like they they don't do hot fixes every week anyways. Servers can be that's maintenance. So let's look at the world of fighting games for a minute. Uh, Rising Sun has been re- has removed. <clears throat> Rising Sun has been removed from Street Fighter Two in Capcom Arcade Stadium. Yep, the iconic bathhouse level has lost the Rising Sun behind uh, the mountain uh, that was on a mural on the wall. Hmm. Um, this is in the Capcom Arcade Stadium. Which I believe is a uh, compilation. Uh, the, the sun was also removed in the arcade edition of Street Fighter V, uh, but they only took away the raiders. Yeah, I've never played it, so I have no idea did, what any of it is about. Like, did it say why? Uh, probably. Um, I guess it's a bit controversial. Uh, mm, now I'm interested. <laughs> so, do we know? Do you know? Might be the Tell Japanese me. Navy's official ensign. Uh, the design is controversial, especially within Asia, as it was flown by Imperial Japan. Mm. Uh, uh, to decide it would be best not to offend those in the international gaming community. Oh, so it's not like mm. juicy controversy. It's just mm. that stuff. Yeah. All right. Hmm. Disappointing. So the Yakuza producer wants to bring Yakuza um, Kinzen and Yakuza Jensen westward. 
too bad Sasquatch Senpai isn't here because he knows yeah, about I... these games and I do not. He loves the Yakuza games. Yeah. I I mean, it's like all he talks about for like months at a time. <laughs> yes, we are uh, void of a Sasquatch this week. I heard he died. Yep, he is blind <laughs> and cannot make yep. it. Poor thing. Well, maybe we'll uh, save this for uh, the next one then. Um, let's talk about the Zelda Skyward Sword game. It is apparently the number one seller on Switch uh, for Switch on Amazon, despite everyone's bitching over the price. Well, yeah, I mean... so it's an old game. Like, did you play Skyward Sword? Uh-uh. I wanted to. It's ten years old. Yeah, it's an old game, and it's still sixty dollars. It's an HD remaster, though, and I mean we're all used to Nintendo keeping their prices jacked up. Like Nintendo games don't ever really go on sale. They also had to completely redesign the controls. Yeah, I mean, okay, so like the Switch controls aren't off from a fucking Game Boy. I mean, really, there's a few extra buttons, but. Skyward I don't know. Was, uh, was, it was for the Wii, though, so it used the Wiimote nunchuck. And well, you yeah, had to like, gesture your sword, your sword and shield. Not every Switch, though. Mine doesn't. Oh, Switch Lite, you're right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that. Yep. So they had to design a classic controller uh, implementation to add to the game so that they could release it for all the systems and not like bonus uh switch light users that makes sense well the game is currently discounted to 50 dollars on amazon so there is that yeah it's i mean well, it i'm is... probably gonna go get it because i wanted to play it and i never it's had a good a game yeah it's a good game and it's definitely observable that it's a remaster not a port um, and yeah, right. we're used to seeing a lot of remasters, especially on like the PSN store and stuff, go for twenty bucks. But as you mentioned, like this is Nintendo we're talking about, so exactly Nintendo, yeah. like Smash Brothers, is still sixty dollars. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I'd probably still buy it. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> that's why they do it, though. They know people will buy them. So Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2, it looks like, has been delayed and will not be releasing in 2021. Yeah, so it's for a good reason. The publisher announced the game's indefinite delay because the lead developer, Hardsuit Labs, is no longer working on the game. Well, I mean, at least it's an indefinite delay, not a cancellation. So there's that. Right. They had uh, pre-orders on the game, though, but they're no longer accepting them anymore. Um, But basically, they don't have any other news besides that, but just that they're firm promise that they're still working on it and that they (laughs) hope that everybody's still excited and they'll still buy the game. There's not a lot about it, except it's just indefinite, and that's because their studio isn't working on it anymore so that's kind of lame but it should be out there still i mean people have already pre-ordered it so yeah let's see and then some game company news uh twitch uh which is owned by amazon as we will recall has removed amazon's anti-union ads 
Yep. Look, uh, some ads were popping up in specific states, um, putting up anti-union propaganda. And uh, can't have that. Which which has come out saying that this should have never been allowed to run on the service as it violates its political advertising policies. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I mean, it's 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 not that surprising. Being that that Amazon owns Twitch, it, it's really not surprising at all. Yeah. Someone higher up probably said, "Hey, this has to go up." Yeah. And then on that same beat, uh, we have more news on the Apple lawsuit front. Valve has been ordered to surrender four years of sales data in the Epic versus Apple lawsuit. Okay, so the whole thing with that is Apple is trying to put out this position that they're just as important in the gaming community as say valve which is steam so they uh subpoenaed steam to get their data entry since 2017 and um i guess a magistrate told valve you know where is it there's a quote i want to quote it correctly said quote apple has salted the earth with subpoena so don't worry it's not just you (laughs) Salted but, the uh, earth with subpoenas. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Valve basically told them to fuck off. <laughs> they said it'd Solid. be too burdensome to go get all this data, and which I mean, you know, I don't blame them because like they're not even a part of it. But that's the update as of today. Actually, is that oh, Valve right, nice. is declining their request? Isn't this the second time they've declined their request? I. Is it? It's been a whole fucking war zone with all of this stuff. Again, Sasquatch is a little more up to date on it, but it's been a total fucking shit show. Uh, yeah, it's still going yeah. on. I guess so they at first they wanted six years worth of uh, information. Oh, that and... makes sense. Now they're reducing it down to 2017 and up, but they still said, hell, hell no, like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Nice, we'll see. More updates to come. That's uh, that's very Valve of them. Yeah. (laughs) So Monster Hunter uh, Monster Hunter Rise heads towards Windows PC in early of next year. Yep, Uh, I believe that is it out on Switch already. It should be coming out. Monster Hunter is on Switch. I don't know. Rise. What? Monster Hunter is on Switch. Yeah, I don't know Monster Hunter Rise. Uh, I don't know. I don't know much about it. Yeah, I don't know too much either. Other than it's the new main game in the uh, the Monster Hunter series. Okay. Um, but it will be coming to PC after the Switch. Uh, but it doesn't say when. Mm. I would I would assume that the newest version is available on Switch. Switch isn't that old. Yeah. But I don't know exactly, so don't quote me. 
So let's head into some uh, movie and television news. Um, so one thing I saw that's it's not 100% on beat with some of the nerdy stuff we talked about, but I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, looks like Netflix has acquired the rights to all 22 Redwall books and plans both a film, ser- both a film and a TV series for Redwall. I'm pretty hyped for that. That's that's uh, yeah, that's a I'm series sure. I've always wanted to get into. And uh, I've got some friends who are also real excited by that news. Yeah, it's it's this is major hype. I am not even sure what it is. Oh, man. It's a book about rabbits. I'm interested. Going. They're, yeah. uh, they're violent. Even it's, better. It's written by uh, Patrick McHale. It's 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 really really good. Um, you'll have to check it out when it comes out. Yeah, absolutely. There's also a like ton of books, which 22. are definitely yeah, twenty two books. That is yep. yeah, they come highly yeah. recommended. They're very good books. Yeah, I trust you guys. Um, and we also have some news on some more news on the Spider-Man three front. It looks like they have officially come out with a title as well as uh, several <laughs> disposed of titles. They shared a trailer that jokingly showed all of the titles they disposed of while coming up with it. But the official title is Spider-Man No Way Home. I saw Tom Holland tweeted uh Spider-Man phone home. Phone home, yeah, yeah. There's a whole bunch of joke uh, names thrown about. It was, it was it was pretty fun, but um, I'm excited to see what this is going to uh, turn into. Um, but and supposedly, uh, once they wrap up WandaVision, it's supposed to give us a little more direction too. So as soon as that wrap, wraps up, I'm gonna binge it so that I'm not entered into any spoilers. That's been my plan. One division is lit. Nice. And then um, they're also so we've talked about this a little bit. As you know, they're developing a live action twisted metal show. What we had did not know until recently was that the Deadpool writers are the ones writing this twisted metal show. So my my excitement has gone from hype to mega hype. Twisted metal. Do you never play it? Oh, I played it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I played on PS2. Live action TV show by the writers of Deadpool. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. Oh, yeah. All right. Buddy. I'm on board. Sign me up. I was like, all right. I was like, I'm, I'm cautiously, I was cautiously optimistic when it was announced. When they really, when they actually announced who all the writers and producers would be, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've, I'm, I'm, I'm going full hype on this. I have, I have high expectations. If they flop this, I'm gonna riot. Let's see, what do you guys have for movie and TV news? Uh, Paramount is going to be releasing a Halo TV series uh, mm. in early 2022 on Paramount+. Plus. Paramount+. Plus. Oh, jeez. It's getting out of hand, guys. Another one. This is, this is what the internet was supposed to reduce. Oh, yeah, they, just kicked, they just kicked my Hulu and Disney up two bucks a month, too. 
Ew, did they do that to me too? I haven't even I looked. Uh, the package that was I the package I had was the one that was like uh Hulu and Disney Plus cooked together for eighteen bucks oh, a month. You have, yeah. Um now it's twenty bucks a month. That oh, might be man. just Hulu because I have Disney Plus separate through Fortnite. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, it's a specific package that I had. Anyone else yeah, got any goes up. any other TV or movie news on your guys' end? Uh, Bungie's been talking about expanding the Destiny universe into alternative media. Um, oh, so yeah. people are speculating a movie or maybe a TV series. I I mean I don't know I that much about Destiny, books. but I I know that just based on the like uh the just based on the fact that it's an MMO, an MMO, I imagine it would fit better in a series than a movie. Uh, the lore for Destiny is bonkers uh, and goes back tens of thousands of years. So, yeah, definitely better as a, as a show than a. So than a they movie. could they could potentially make a show or a series of movies. Or or just pick one one particular story from the lore and make that into a movie. Oh yeah. Because okay. there are, there are tons of really cool things that happen like in the in the past of Destiny that it would be really cool to experience outside of the in-game lore mm. books, um, and like mentions throughout the story, because. Uh, there's a lot of cool things that happen that just most players probably don't even know about because they haven't read the lore books. Okay, but imagine this, though, because what I think would be cool for something like that would be if they did it more like a TV series that had each episode 100% in a vacuum, kind of like like Black Mirror or um, you know the Twilight Zone or something like that, where there's the sequence of of shows but each show is in a vacuum none of them depend on the other one and they each do a different yeah 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 that could be cool i would i mean i'd be totally <laughs> into it i love the destiny lore it's super interesting mm -hmm. um that's how i think it's the best way to unpack really expansive universes like that in a in a uh tv format or movie format show different characters and different mm. scenarios same universe yeah <laughs> so the only updates that we have on call of duty since we're not really following cold war we haven't had that many but one thing i did want to point out is they've uh released the uh update sizes so congratulations if you have Warzone and you play on playstation your file size is going to go up 17 gigs and for Xbox, it's going to go up almost 18 gigs um, with 17 gigs for PC on Warzone only and 20.8 gigs if you have Warzone and Modern Warfare. Uh, all of those are going to be a little bit different if you have the Cold War on there as well. You can expect an extra 18 gigs for PlayStation 5, 10 gigs for PS4, 20 fucking six and a half gigs for Series X. 15.3 for Xbox One and 13.7 for PCs. So rip everyone's fucking hard drives if you own Call Oof. of Duty. Like, yeah. Why is it so big? Dude, Uncompressed it's, sound. There's now PS4s that like 
if if you don't have external memory for them if you don't have external hard drives you simply can't have call of duty on your ps4 oh yeah my daughter's ps4 is 500 gigabytes yeah that's it you wouldn't be able to fucking keep it on there like it's it's too big like what it's 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 getting out of hand here (laughs) it's been getting when they got past like 250 it was out of hand (laughs) like jesus what do you got why is it so big that's what she said Okay. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Uh, they have uncompressed sound, which I hear is a big audio file, and um, you know I don't know. Other than uh, that, really. I mean, I could totally see that, but why is there that much sound? To make it more real, I don't know. Immerse you. I think the, I don't know. The problem is just with, especially with Warzone, everything has to be loaded at once, so it's. It's no, because that would just be a. I, you know, I don't. I don't know. I'm not going to try and even pretend to know what the fuck's going on over there. It's a big map, and there's a lot of players, and the graphics aren't like fucking Fortnite or anything. So yeah, I could see so. it being big, but it is a little ridiculous. I'd like to know the reasoning behind that too. <laughs> so, uh, what do you got for Cyberpunk updates, Doc? Uh, due to the hack and subsequent selling of their assets. Um, Cyberpunk's uh, next content update, the first DLC content we'd be getting, uh, has been pushed back to mid-March. Yeah, because all of their people can't access their computers because they froze all their accounts to search for malware and stuff, and everybody's working remotely Mm. because of COVID. Yeah. That's nuts, dude, that somebody hacked. I'm like, were they that mad at Cyberpunk? Or they just took the opportunity. I don't know. I have no idea. Both? But, yeah, probably. I don't know. It's it's sad, though. Like, I liked CD Projekt Red. I did. I liked The Witcher 3 so much. It was, like, one of my favorite games. It still is. I still play it. Unlike uh, Jeff, hmm. who still has made it out of Ellen. <laughs> but we won't does, talk about that right now. Little does he know, I'm getting close to beating the game, I think. <laughs> As you gotta do the side quest, bro. Nice. I'm doing the side quest. <laughs> All right. I, I, like, <laughs> All I'm right, afraid of there's... going to Skellige because there's so many there, too. Skellige. That's how it's pronounced. You would know that if you went there because I say it all the fucking time. <laughs> I say it wrong on purpose. Okay, yeah, I'd say that, too. <laughs> it's my accent. So let's talk about some Pokemon updates. Um, I know There's I've been so many. I know I I've been pretty stoked with the Pokemon Go updates. I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Go lately, and um, the Kanto Cup is out, which is super cool. I've been fucking killing it because now that you motherfuckers can't use your stupid fucking swamperts i am fucking destroying everyone in pvp because my (laughs) great league team was all a kanto based team anyways i the entire team team that i had been grooming for the last year for pvp just happened to all be kanto pokemon so i am just slaying it because most people had teams that um at least incorporated swampert into their team they i I think they just don't even know what to do now that they don't have it so i've been killing it in this kanto cup i'm super stoked 
why did Swampert get the kick? It will. So the comfort. So, so yeah, I'm yeah. I'm sorry. So it's 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 <laughs> it's Great League. So the max CP is fifteen hundred, and it has to be one right. of the original one fifty one. Um, and so oh, just so you did, yeah, I see. Yeah, so I've just been slaying it with um. So I use uh Snorlax, a Raichu, and it's a Lolan Raichu, but you can use a Lolan uh for and gar or Galian forms. Um, so I have a Snorlax and a Lolan Raichu and uh Clefairy, and I just fucking slay it. Snorlax has such ridiculous defense and HP. I'm sure you are oh. like it. Here, here's how you super bait with uh with Snorlax is you have to give him double moves. Make sure you have Hyper Beam or Superpower and Body Slam. 99% of people with Snorlax have Body Slam because it's a really good Shield Buster. But what you do is you stack it up and stack it up until you're at max for your energy. Then you launch a Body Slam. Someone's always gonna throw up a shield if you save right. up that many body slams just in case you're going to toss a hyper beam at them it takes so many candies and stardust to get that second move for a snorlax so many people don't bother most people are going to assume after you use that body slam that's your only thing and they're going to stop using their shield so you open with the, one of those body slams then immediately toss a hyper beam at them and you'll just slay their first pokemon every fucking time you basically get a free uh, first Pokemon nerf and shield down right at the go. Um, of course, that trick only works the one time, um, but right. my Alolan Raichu also charges his full Thunder Punch in two hits, so all I have to do is bump, bump, Thunder Punch, so I charge up four of those in like three seconds, then launch all three of them after it. Like I said, I've been grooming this PvP team for a full-ass year, and it was a very good, very good Great League team, but now that my... The Swampert was my biggest Achilles tendon um, when it came to my team. It was the biggest thing that was a commonly used pvp pokemon that i didn't have a great counter for and now that people what? can't use it it's just destruction just curious what did swampert have that fucked you up so bad it, it's just a mixture of um his types for one a lot of people when they have swampert they'll combine earthquake and hydro pump which can be a really good combination in pvp and then just with a lot of PvP isn't necessarily even which Pokemon are better. It's more which ones are better for PvP. And a lot of that comes down to typing. Um, and a lot of the typing comes down to which types are better for use in what would be considered good charge attacks for PvP. Because you always want to have... The ultimate goal is to try and have each of your PvP competitors have two moves. One that builds up really, really quickly, but right. doesn't do a lot of damage for your shield buster. And one that's a really strong attack. You want to try and have each of those, and you want them to try and both be different types. So the most optimal Pokemon are generally ones that have more than one type, and can get a wide range of move sets in there, and moves that can build up quickly. So like with Raichu, um, having the right amount of move combinations is what makes me capable of essentially building up three thunder punches after only launching five or six normal attacks. Right. It, it's all about the com combination of moves that you have and knowing like 
in this season of PvP, which Pokemon are going to be really popular to use and finding counteractions for that. Um, and it kind of ebbs and flows. Like for a long time, Skimori was really, really popular in PvP. So a lot of people started using stuff that counters Skimori. And then pretty soon, those the Skimori falls out of grace. And the popular Pokemon that were used to counter it are the ones that are popular now. So you have to find ones to counter them. So what's good and bad in PvP tends to ebb and flow based on like what people are doing that PvP season. I love that Pokemon Go has evolved into this game where it was just like type against type, but now there's actual strategy being used. Like it's a real game now. It's not just this mobile game. Like it's an actual competitive game. The PvP took off actually after the pandemic because it used to be you had to walk five kilometers before you could do a round of PvP. And so there wasn't a lot of competition. As soon as the a pandemic hit and they added all the like the the incense doubling and the distance doubling and all that they made it to where right. there's no walking requirement for pvp so one of the main things you could do without having to actually go anywhere and spend stops or anything is pvp and since i live in a remote area and like stuff will spawn by me but there's no stop so eventually i run out of pokeballs and there's not much left i can do pvp became one of the main like things i could do and i got really really into it um but they add they've done so many updates in the last year and it's all because people have been able to play it so much more um so I really, I mean, I get it. It's Pokemon Go. You're meant to get out and go. But I hope they keep it to where you can always do this because, like, you still have to go out and do stuff because, um, like, to just for one thing, you have to make sure you have Pokeballs in stock to go through it because part of the rewards right. is catching a wild Pokemon. And if you can't catch it, you can't continue through the rewards for it. Um what I think they ought to do, because right now you can play 20 matches a day, I think 20 or 25 matches a day, and then you're locked out for that day. They should, when it things go back to normal, just make it, okay, you can, without having to do any walking or anything, you can do 10 matches a day, and then you can do an additional 10 matches for every, one match for every kilometer you walk or something like that. But giving an initial you know 10 or so that you right. can do for free i think would be really cool and it would help keep pvp alive yeah pvp is one thing i haven't really gotten that into with pokemon go but like you said you don't have or you didn't have to go anywhere to really play the mm -hmm. game anymore but it's one of those things where i'd like hit stops on my way home from work or yeah. things like that but uh pvp is something i really want to get into you should uh give me some pointers <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to be live streaming it here pretty soon. I'm going to do some live streams of my uh, PvP matches, especially while the, the Kanto Cup is still live. So I'll hit you up when I'm doing those, um, and I'll, I can give tips while I'm actually like playing and doing stuff. Yeah, I'll, I'll tune in for sure. I just want to cool. put out there that I totally kicked Doc's ass whenever <laughs> we PvP'd. Yeah, you did. Two Melmo. <laughs> what the hell is that? Okay. I was pretty proud because I got docked to a point where he accused me of cheating, and that felt really good. That that no, made me feel so good. I said it looked like cheating. Okay. In any case, if, if I was I doing well wasn't. enough, if I was doing well enough that it appeared as if I was cheating, that makes me feel pretty good. So, yeah, no, for a few, it's called a hacker. <laughs> you're doing something 
Right. Exactly. That, that, to me, that was the equivalent <laughs> yeah. of someone in Call of Duty calling me a hacker. I'm like, oh, man, if, that's like if it the makes you feel better. compliment. The only other person I've fought in PvP in this is Tommy. Which which one was was it the Raichu or was it the Giratonia? Because both of them are pretty big power or pretty big charge uh, busters. They both charge up their power or power up their charge moves like super fast as shit. Uh, I don't remember what it was. It wasn't it wasn't the Giratina. It was probably my Raichu then, because that Raichu is on whatever you sent out first oh it was so oh maybe it was the snorlax my snorlax builds his body slams up pretty quick and yeah. i tend to wait until i have all three body slams to trick people into thinking i have a hyper beam like i mentioned um so a lot of times i'll either fire those off rapidly or i'll fire one off and then fire a hyper beam out um depends on which league because i have a snorlax for every league and some of them are different because i'm short on candies but um and that's another thing that's really cool about the PvP is that they put the different leagues so that no matter, even if you're not max level, you can still compete. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see, what else do we have in the Pokemon world? I know they announced uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, the uh, the next remakes coming out, okay. and they announced an action RPG too. Just before we move on from Pokemon Go, I just want to point out that today is the second time. I did not catch a Mewtwo after a raid, so press in the chat. Oh, Oh, that's unfortunate because my Mewtwo and I just became ultra friends like literally 10 minutes ago. I I have three Girantanas, but I have no Mewtwo. (laughs) It's stupid. I also need to let you guys know if you're wanting to do remote raids and stuff, the... uh... The groups that I put in the Discord are fucking amazing. I get awesome remote raids from them. I've been able to fill out my entire everything but Farfetched now on my raid things for the special research. Oh, um, okay. I, I joined got, one. I got Mime. I got I got I got Mewtwo. I got Mr. Mime. I got all the fucking birds. I got everything I needed except Farfetched so far. But but do you have a shiny Mr. Mime? Nope, not yet. I do, I do have I I do have a three star shiny celibi. Uh, that's oh yeah no I saw that one. Nice. But <laughs> that was awesome. Legendaries are neat for me, but leg- like I said, I mostly focus on PvP and little known fact: legendaries rock for gym defenders or I mean for for uh gym fights and stuff. But um yeah, they kind of blow for PvP. Um, uh, Giratina's good. That's probably the only one. That I can, oh, and Registeel. Registeel is also really good in PvP. Um, so, I mean, there's exceptions, but for the most part, most legendaries aren't actually that good. And a lot of it comes from the fact that most legendaries are one type. And in PvP, it, one types just won't cut it uh, for the most part. I mean, again, exceptions. You know, Snorlax is, is obviously just normal, but he's kind of an exceptional in a lot of areas. But for, for the most part... Um, you want to have multiple types, even even fairies, because fairy and steel work really good as types, but you still want to try and combine them, even if it's fairy and normal. Anyways, so tell me about this action RPG. That's I think that's the one I'm most interested in that I haven't got to read a lot read a lot about. So. Okay, so when Sword and Shield came out, like people were expecting it to be like Breath of the Wild, basically, but Pokemon. And it totally fucking wasn't. 
it was actually really disappointing. It was very linear, and um, there were areas where you could like control the camera and look around, but the graphics were mm-hmm. poop, basically. There wasn't anything good about them. But this one is supposed to be completely open world, and from the screenshots I've seen, it's mm. very... Yeah, it's very Breath of the Wild esque, like oh, yeah. the most you can point out for graphics on Switch. Switch, I assume. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I uh, I watched the trailer for it this morning, and uh, I'm intrigued. I'm I'm ready to double down on it. I'm just waiting for the day that they'll put Pokemon games on PC, so I don't have to buy any a Switch or a or a DS or anything. Yeah, but in this game, it's different because. Um, you can encounter Pokemon by studying them or throwing Pokeballs, and then they'll be there. It's not like the same as just running into them, and you'll have an ally Pokemon that follows you around. But uh, by throwing the Pokeball near your ally Pokemon and a wild Pokemon, you enter battle with them. Mm, so it's okay. not like the same as just running into them in the tall grass like you used to. So you almost like choose to... to... It- the go into the encounters yeah basically okay mm, that's an interesting okay. twist yeah that's all i really really know about it so far but it looks beautiful like looking at the game like i'm excited nice hope i just hope hope one day i can play them on pc but i know i'm just gonna have to buy a switch and a ds so yeah, no, yeah, I know. It's <laughs> such Nintendo, like we were saying, they jack up yeah. the prices and keep them on they, Nintendo. They know how to make money. Give them that. <laughs> they sure do. As being, the, Nintendo has consistently been the least powerful console when it comes out, like, for generations. <laughs> but yeah, but they haven't tried. They haven't tried to put out the most powerful console. I, that's what I'm saying. They don't have to. Exactly. Yeah, they, uh, <laughs> they've got all the cool innovations. Mm-hmm. And then they've got just, their like staple series like exclusives. They're nostalgic, yep, exactly. that's, man. That's what they cash in on is their exclusives. They're the king of exclusives. No one can argue they, that. They target people like us. <laughs> like kids that played Pokemon on their Game Boys or Zelda on their Game Cubes. Mm-hmm. You know? Or their Game Boys. Or, yeah, Zelda was on Game Boy too. I had the Minish Cap and Four Swords. And uh, Link's Awakening. I played the shit I had out of that Link's one too, Awakening. actually. Hmm. The Minish Cap was one that um, wasn't, it was kind of slept on. I felt like, but that was an interesting game. Yeah. I uh, I went through the trouble of beating that game, Link's Awakening, uh, with no deaths to get the secret ending. No shit, you really did that. I did that. It was a pain I in the ass. It. I heard about it, but I was like, <laughs> yeah, all right. It was it was super underwhelming. <laughs> really? Like it's there, it's legit. That's but my goodness, that was not. Not very exciting. <laughs> hmm. So the last uh, thing on here is going to be a RuneScape update. So there's not a whole lot of RuneScape, RuneScape updates coming in. But don't forget that this is the last weekend for double XP. So if you still have some of that double XP time to use up, now is the time to use it or lose it. And uh, Old School RuneScape has officially launched on Steam. So if you were an Old Scape 
old school RuneScape fan as opposed to RuneScape 3, you can now play on Steam as well. So go and download that if you have not already. So before we wrap things up for the week, what have you been playing this last week, Tomi? Before we get into that, we forgot about the Pokemon Diamond and Pearl remakes. Oh, yeah. So much Pokemon shit. <clears throat> so basically all they did was announce that they're getting remakes for the Switch, and it said 2021. But just want to throw that out there. Um, they're remakes of the DS originals. So it's a remake of a remake of a remake. Hmm. Wait, Diamond and Pearl are different. Wait, I was thinking Crystal. My mm-hmm. bad. Uh, so cool. So we have those to look forward to. But anyways, what I've been playing. Let's see. Is there anything new? You know, honestly, it's doing the same Fortnite stuff. But I do have something proud to talk about. I've been getting better at editing. And I actually edited a wall. And shotgun the fuck out of somebody with it. So it's pretty exciting for me. Nice. I think. <laughs> I don't know anything about Fortnite. It's very nice. I just, you know, just know it's very nice. What have you been playing, Doc? Uh, I spent the entirety of last weekend playing the Guilty Gear Strive beta. Uh, I had a ton of fun with that. Um, nice. Footage on played... your Twitch channel, yeah. Nine or ten hours of of stream footage of Guilty Gear Strive. Very nice. Uh, I, it's it's very very exciting. The rollback net code is incredible. Nice. Um, played a little bit of World of Warcraft, little bit of The Witcher Three. I played a couple rounds of Fortnite last night with Tommy. We got a victory royale. We did. We did nice. win. <laughs> what happens? I show up, we win. Okay. <laughs> nice. Well, what about my... you? What have you been playing? Well, on my end, I'm. Ugh, I had. I mine was frustrating. I've been obviously playing RuneScape to get my double XP out, and I did a little bit of Final Fantasy XIV keeping up. Um, most of my week has been spent on Pokemon. I did. I've been doing a lot of Pokemon Go because I bought. Um, Should we just wait for him to come back? I I bought the um the Pokemon Go uh the special event ticket like you did, and so I've been doing a lot of that special challenge stuff and all of that. Um, so apparently we can trade, like, from anywhere at the moment. What? Can we? Really? No. Are you no, serious? I'm not sure, but I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like open up a trade," and it's like, "Oh yeah, go for it." There's no no space limit. Like, what? here, somebody open the game, and I'm, I will send I, you a trade. I'm gonna open this right now. Yeah. No. Let's. Yeah. Test I've, this. I've been doing a lot Ooh. on there. Um. The only other thing I've been playing a lot of, and I'm really, really fucking salty, is I've been prepping all week long for the qualifiers for the Pokemon trading card game online. I fucking could have sworn it said you have until the 28th to use the uh, competition tokens, but apparently it said the 20 fucking 6th, not the 28th, and I fucked up. I fucked up big time and didn't use any of my tokens because i was saving them all for this weekend i had been practicing all fucking week long 
tuning my decks, and when I went to pull it up today to start using them, gone. So That's ass, man. Oh, uh, no, it says out of range for trading. Oh, uh, so lame. It says to me waiting for, for you to be available for trading. Weird. Mine, it says you're out of range for trading. So oh. maybe it's an update and like mine's not updated yet. Let me see if mine were. I don't know. It shows me. It shows the thing. It says that you want to trade with me. The little bubble pops up. But when I click on it, it says uh, you can only trade with friends who are nearby. Mm. Maybe. I wonder if maybe they changed it to where you have to be like, no. Doc, try to trade with me. I have the screen open. Okay, I gotta find you real quick. We can. I know we can battle from a distance. But I think they ought to. I, I, it would be really cool if they made it to where. Um, I mean, you should be. I get it if they if you needed to be higher level friends like you do for battling and stuff. But you should be able to trade at a distance. I don't see what's wrong with that. That's that's it's a know. silly limitation. Yeah, it's not like we didn't send Bill Pokemon from like across the continent yeah. all the time back in and, the like, day. Mystery gifts and shit, you know, and like, like come on, man. It's there's no and there's no technical reason why they can't do it. So. Well, I'm bummed because it, it's it's saying that I it's should be able to. But... You, you need to be able to daisy chain remote raid invites too. Like this is oh some my shit. goodness, yes. Like why the fuck can't I send Doc I an invite when I've been invited to a remote raid? What's wrong with that? Like I know, I know exactly. Yeah, no, my boyfriend gets invited all the time, and then I'm just sitting there like, okay, and enjoy <laughs> your Mewtwo. <Yeah. laughs> But yeah, definitely check out the Discord uh, servers that I put invites to in the Pokemon X Digimon channel um, because they are super duper helpful for remote raids. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out because I need to get a bunch of them tomorrow. Yeah, yeah I got a lot of cleaning up to do tomorrow because we're running out of time. Right now, yeah. the main things that I need, um, I need fucking... Uh, Bell sprouts and sand shrews because I both need them traded to me and I need candy so I can evolve them. But I've only got a small handful of shit left. Yeah, I've I've kind of given up on evolving everything because I just don't have the candies. That's what, luckily I had I had almost two hundred rare candies from doing PvP um, because they're a really common PvP reward, and I now have like forty left. Um, I, I, I kept I, would, I kept saving them all because I'm like I know I'm gonna need them for something one of these days and that something finally came up and I don't regret it at all because some of the challenges that I've used them for like I've I've almost gotten two levels just doing this shit it's it's been pretty good so and I I think I actually have a chance at least at at evolving all of them and popping every single challenge on here. Um, but I might have to put some effort into it tomorrow. We'll see. It's frustrating because there are a handful <laughs> of these that I recently evolved to like their third forms. Mm. Like I have like all of you except for Mr. <laughs> Mime, and I need. I still Mr. Mime have... is regional. 
the Mr. Mime. Okay, um, one of the things I put on there was for a server called Pokemon Go Remote Raiders, and Mr. Mime is really popular on there. Uh, at least earlier today it was. Yeah, I joined that one. Yeah, so I got a shiny like randomly from an egg back like a year ago. Also, and it was three star. I got really lucky. Check it out. Confirmed. The ones that say go to or Kanto raid. They do not have to be caught in a raid. They just have to be caught. One of the Tauruses showed up, and I just normally caught it, and it still checked it off. So if nice. you randomly run into any of them for any reason, it'll still count. Um, and then I assume that if somehow if you have any like backlogged research stuff that has any of the legendaries pop up, those will probably work too. You just have to catch them. Um, the trade ones have to be traded, though, and the evolved ones have to be evolved. So... I need a Jinx, a Ditto, Farfetch'd, Ooh. Zapdos, Mr. Mime, and Tauros. The Ditto is so easy. Ditto. Do the uh, do the special research. Um, I for can't. It. I need to trade with someone. Oh, lame. But I for like Ditto, it's trades. even a Gulpin or a Rattata. Oh, I know. Or... I know how to get a. I know how to get one. No, no, no. This season, the only Cantos that turn into Dittos are Parasects. Those are the only Canto. That's the only Canto that turns into Ditto. It's the... the, So what turns into Ditto um, ebbs and flows and changes with the seasons, and right now, Parasect is the only one, as far as I know, that turns into Ditto. Um, The best way to get it is that special research, there's a guaranteed Ditto in it. but um, there's you can Google. There's a list that'll that'll give you at any given time which ones are currently turning into dittos too. So just parasect that reeks of cocks, bro. I know. It's Wait, fun. is it Paris or parasect? Or sorry, Paris, Paris. Okay, because I have not seen a single yeah parasect in the wild. But but no pidgeys, uh, no radatas, no um yamas. They're not uh, turning into it. There's there's a few others, but um. There's only like five right now that turn into dittos. The I was so pissy trying to find ditto. I was so glad when I got it for that special research. All right, so it looks like that's going to do it for us this week, though. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. Make sure you like and subscribe. Check out our Facebook channel at facebook.com slash darkfeathergaming. And check out all of our personal pages as listed below. Thank you, everyone, and I'll see you next time. Bye. See ya.